Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. These are challenging times. Rocket Mortgage, they're prepared to help if you need mortgage assistance. Contact their team 24-7 at RocketMortgage.com. From their home to yours, the team at Rocket Mortgage, they're with you. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. I'm going to want to get to you. Because we got the great Jason Lockenford joining us at 10.40 a.m. Eastern. We'll talk to him about the NFL. I can't say their return, but them starting the season. And I'm going to tell you at 11 o'clock, unless you're a fan of a handful of teams with a handful of coaches, just I know you want sports back. I know you want football back. And I'm looking at this from a football sense. Because I could do I could do four hours of hysteria radio. I'm not going to do that. Like, listen, your your opinion on what's going on is your opinion on what's going on. My opinion's my opinion. We don't need to get into all that. But I'm just going to tell you at 11 o'clock, for maybe the good of your own team, unless you're a fan of a handful of teams, I think you'd rather start the season in October than September. It just makes so much more sense. It's going to give you peace of mind. It's going to give you some calm. And I'm not talking about getting in the stadium. Wearing a mask, not wearing a mask. That's not what I'm getting into. Just you enjoying your favorite football team, being able to enjoy your favorite football team the best way you possibly can. I'll tell you that coming up at 11. Got Bill Bender, a lot of stuff to get into today. But when we think of the NBA, when I get to talking to people about the NBA, and it depends, you know, there's there's certain times where we have clearance in certain parts of the country, so it can be a bit of a mixed bag. But the overwhelming majority, and if you want to correct me on this, please go right on ahead. But I, I'm getting the sense from people. When we talk about the NBA, there seems to be a lot of fans who call in. They go, you know, it's just it's, it's not the same. The players, they have too much power. The players, they don't care about me. They don't, they don't care about us. They don't care about the fans anymore. They're only in it for themselves. And there's going to be no better example of that coming up on ESPN tomorrow night when they give you the, uh, what, the 10-year anniversary of the decision. And LeBron James making his decision, even though LeBron has stated many times since that he'd probably, he'd wish he could do it all over again, not that he wouldn't make the same decision, but he would do it in a different way. There, that begins this disconnect, the real true disconnect from the fan, the regular fan, the everyday fan who's not in New York, Miami, L.A., I, I want to put Chicago in there, but there's strong Midwestern values in Chicago. I don't know if I want to put them in there but who's not in those cities, that there's an automatic disconnect from the fans. Because now with LeBron and the decision he made 10 years ago, 
anytime you have that type of a player, anytime you have that talented of a player, you automatically start to do the countdown. In New Orleans, they've already started to do the countdown with Zion Williamson, and they do it because guys like me tell them, you better get yourself ready. Whether it be in four years, whether it be in seven years, or even ten, doesn't matter, get your countdown ready. He ain't staying. Same thing with Giannis up in Milwaukee. They have a great opportunity here on the return for the NBA to win a championship. Whether or not you deem it a realistic championship or a real one without an asterisk, maybe we'll get into that later, but that's not for this conversation. They have a great opportunity there. But I remember, I think it was Malika Andrews last year when they got bounced out of the postseason that already had the article written by the time they came off the floor. And I got to admit, I got a little bit hot just because I'm going, man, they just walked off the floor. The Bucks just got eliminated. And, and, and this article comes out and it's going, Ken, those are the sources that are doing that. That's not her. That's not ESPN. Those are the sources. They're already thinking that. They're already putting the Bucks' feet to the fire. Because it is a two-way street. But with the fans, we've become used to this. Durant left OKC, then left Golden State, but we get used to this. And over time, it, it will become the norm. Again, in the parlance of our time, friends, it will become the norm. It starts with LeBron, it continues with KD, a couple of other players are on the move. There's been such a thing as ring chasing, but it's usually been in the latter part of a guy's career, not while he's still in his prime. We've gotten used to that. And over time, I think that it has hurt the regular NBA fan, the fan of, of the Detroit Pistons and, and the teams that are in the flyover states. Because you automatically start to think, okay, if we win something, it'd be great. It'd be fantastic. Like Toronto, Toronto's a dream. Is Toronto a reality? I'm not sure. But we look at those teams and we think, man, it could be a comet across the sky, like the Cavaliers, like the Toronto Raptors. Maybe there's a chance the next one can be us, but if it's not, we're going to lose that player and we're going to have to start from scratch. And I think that's hurt the relationship between regular NBA fans, run-of-the-mill NBA fans, and the NBA and its players. But I think we've gotten used to that. And when I watch over the last few weeks, NBA players, and whether what side you fall on a coin, I think we all want some form of peace, don't we? NBA players have called for better understanding, openness, a dialogue, along with playing basketball. While I, while I can have opinions on certain different subjects, what I think of what they're trying to do is, is true. And what I think of what they're trying to do is, is right and justified. If you're going to do something, you want it to mean something. And I do think that there is some sort of thought within the players' union, within, within that group, that they want to do something right. Same thing can be said for the NFL. The NFL, it could start on time. It, it, it could be pushed back a month. It could be pushed back two months. Football is a weird sport where, honestly, if you wanted to have a kickoff Sunday in December, you could probably do that if you really wanted to. I hope it doesn't have to come to that, but maybe that's the realities of our situation. But there's also plenty of players who have, who have thought of this through social justice and thought of this through where they're at with activism and their civic pride and have also tried to make conversation happen there. We've obviously talked about Colin Kaepernick, so on and so forth over the last few weeks. I'm not trying to turn it into that, but it's giving you an example of there are players who their money is on the line. They desperately do want to play. I'll bring that up with Lock and Ford coming up at 1040. There's guys like Malcolm Jenkins. They're 32 years old. They have other ways to make money. They're concerned, but there's guys also like Tom Brady who's 42 years old and 
in his eyes, don't shoot the messenger on this. He ain't going to let some virus get in the way. If he has it up to him, he will be there with bells on coming up in late July, and he doesn't care about any players' union. He's going to have workouts. And from his understanding to his players, you best be there. Because to him, he already didn't have a lot of time. You're going to try to shorten it up, not on Tom Brady's watch. No matter what you feel about that, there are guys who do want to do it. But there's also a, there's also a, a thought to the person. There's also to what they deem right. And whether or not we agree with them, that's in the that's in the 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 holding of us. But over these first two sports that I talk about, there is social media. There's a chance that you can go after those players. You can get upset with those players, and you can tweet at them. You can you can Snapchat them. You can Instagram message. I don't know necessarily how the hell you work Instagram and so in, in, in Snapchat. I'm on not either of those, and I've told Pierno many, many times, just like I've told everybody many, many times. I'm a married man, and I just the pictures that my co-host during the week gives to me, sends to me from the girls he sees on Instagram. Those are really not for a married man to peruse around. So I kind of stay off that. But you, if you're on Instagram, more than willing to be so, if you want to be so, or on Snapchat or whatever it might be, yeah, you. You might fire off a tweet, might fire off a nasty message, and they see that, and that starts to drive that wedge. But for the first two, there has been some movement to do the right thing. But then we get to baseball this week. Baseball's a summer sport. It's the first one that was there, and we keep saying that they lost their opportunity. They had a, they had a golden opportunity to get us back. They had this opportunity where at this time next week, by the way things were looking, now these things could have obviously changed, but by the way things were looking at this this time next week, we're getting ready for opening day. Or possibly we might already have had our opening day here by the end of Friday or Thursday even. And we keep saying they missed their golden opportunity. And it sounds like the right thing to say. It makes me feel like I'm saying the right thing and that everybody's agreeing with me and that fans are, are, are onward and upward saying that they have missed their golden opportunity, they have ruined this season, and when they get done with the 2021 season and they go back to the drawing board and they go back to start to argue with each other about what they should do and, and invest their millions upon millions upon millions of dollars, even their billions of dollars, what, a $7.3 billion or $3.7 billion, that's a lot of billions to get mixed up, but a billion-upon-billion-dollar TV deal with Turner Sports, how they're going to invest that, how they're going to divvy that up amongst the owners and players while we're out here just trying to get out from under this because coming up over the next 18 months, we'll be continuing to try to get out from under this. Sends the wrong message, doesn't it? And we come to terms and say they've missed their opportunity. Have they? I like a show, there's a TV show that's been popular in Canada for quite some time. It's one of my favorite TV shows ever. It's called Trailer Park Boys. If you have children, I wouldn't watch it in front of them. But it's one of my favorite shows of all time. It probably is my favorite show of all time. And and there's a character named Jim Leahy who is my favorite television character of all time. I'm pretty easily entertained, if you couldn't know by now. And in season eight, Episode 10 in the season finale. There's a scene towards the end where he has to sign a deed to sign over the trailer park to the three protagonists. He's the chief antagonist and has been basically through every season. And he looks at Julian and he says, when you're in a man's power, you must do as he bids you. We want normalcy. We want sports. 
And that quote sat with me all week while they decided that they were going to come to a 60-game schedule with a universal DH for this year. Extra innings, they'll start extra innings with a runner on second, which for whatever reason, Pirno doesn't like my idea. I just don't think that that's pure baseball. I think you have a better chance of pure baseball with ending it sooner if you just wanted to take a player off the field every 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 inning, starting in the 11th. You take a player because there's still a bat, batter that has to face a pitcher, a pitcher that has to face a batter, and that batter has to earn his way on base. That, to me, is pure baseball. I don't think that starting with a runner in scoring position is classic baseball by any means. I really think it's hokey. I really think it's silly. But regardless, that's an opinion on the game itself. But I think what we've seen through these last three months, they started off in March, and it started off, this is in good faith. This is great. This is what we're doing. We're all in this together. And then we see we're not. And a lot of people have been upset. Fans have been upset, rightfully so. Sports talk hosts have been upset because we want to see sports and we're tired of talking about the ins and outs and what have yous of of Blake Snell being upset and saying, oh my goodness, and we're upset with, with the guy saying, hey, where and when, where and when, but we have another counteroffer for you. We get tired of that. And again, rightfully so. Some of it's only natural, but I just don't think they care. And I think this was the one where Every every radio show host has probably had the same opinion over the last few weeks. They spit in your face. These baseball players, this baseball entity, Major League Baseball, spit in your face. I don't think it's that they spit in your face. I don't think they gave a damn enough about you to spit in your face. And that leads me to something else because... With basketball, we try to get into the player's psyche and we try to look at that guy and we, we, we read the stories and we, we, we watch the television and we see all these different talking heads who tell us, we need to care about the player. It's a player-driven sport. We need to care about them, the person. We need to care about them. Kevin Love won the Arthur Ashe Award this last week. Kevin Love's a guy who's talked about mental health, has talked about his personal demons with depression, and talked about getting over them. Him, DeMar DeRozan, several other players have talked about this. And so we're looked at where we need to get into their head. Football, basically the same thing. We know all about the concussion scandal. We know all about the bad things that have led to CTE. We have started to care about these guys as people. But baseball, baseball has gotten nasty about it. And I think it's almost the truest form. You as a fan, you don't have to care. They as players, they don't seem to care what you think. Because they'll justify and say, you know, I get nasty messages from some goofball in some different city every single day. Every time I go out to pitch, it doesn't matter. I get goofball messages from another idiot in another city every time I go out to hit. That doesn't matter like that. I'm about me. I'm about my family. A little bit about my team, but I'm really about me, my family, and my money, and that's the way it's supposed to go. It's almost where that's the closest thing to the truth. And while we say they have ruined us, they have spit in our face, I don't think they cared enough in the first place. And I don't know if you should care enough to begin with that. If it's just about sports, and that's where it is, and that's where it's left, you won't be what the NBA is. You won't be what the NFL is. They've made us care about these players. They've made us care about this entity. We have hearts with these guys. And we know that in their personal life, they're probably goofs. We know that they do things that we wouldn't ever want to deal with. We know that they do things that probably we wouldn't condone. Some of them, not all of them. But we care. Major League Baseball, they're saying point blank, 
They don't care about you, and you shouldn't care about them. Does that matter to you? Does it even matter to you? 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. Do you think they care about you in Major League Baseball, the fan, that you might not be there again, that you might not go see baseball again, that it's become a regionalized sport, that it, and it's the same problem in a lot of places, except we, we still watch in, in, in the NBA. We'll still watch the NBA Finals. Even though my favorite team might lose a major player, and that guy's playing for the city that he wa- he's always wanted to play in, and he's playing for the organization he's always wanted to play for, I'll still watch because there's there's still a connection there. Hell, I'll say it personally. LeBron James came back. I buried that hatchet. I got my championship. I'll watch the NBA Finals in LeBron with the Lakers. I might find myself – I'm not sure about this yet, folks. I might find myself pulling for him. Football, we definitely – we definitely feel a connection to these guys. Baseball, I don't see their biggest stars on ads. I don't see their biggest stars on TV. Mike Trout is basically in hiding. He, he's Jeffrey Lebowski in seclusion in the West Wing. Baseball, I don't have any of that. I have regionalism. Great. I have a couple of, of long-standing feuds between organizations. That's great. Fans, that's that that's nice just doesn't have the same feel the same captivity that baseball or that basketball and football do right now and so when they are arguing over it and it's really the only thing we have to talk about until now with the NBA and and hopefully with the NFL and well I'll get in a NASCAR you know that cuz it's the only thing that we've had to talk about and because it's been so frustrating and they could have had that opportunity they didn't seize it I don't think they ever cared about seizing it. I don't think they ever cared because they know that they have their audience. Their audience loves the game. They might not love them, and that audience might be there. I think that's sad for now. I think that's sad for the future. I think that cuts off their nose despite their face for what they could do in the future. But that's on them. Do you think that they care about you in pro sports? The fan. The regular Gary in Milwaukee. The John in Atlanta, Georgia. Do you think they care about you, the fan? Not just your money, that you're happy and that good customer service is provided. Or does that even matter to you? 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. Lock and four coming up at 1040 a.m. Eastern. All you guys until then. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. This is the Ken Carmen Show. 855-212-4227, 855-212-4CBS. Get to the phones here in just a moment. Lock and Ford joins us in just about 20 minutes. Also, Bill Bender comes up at 11.40 a.m. Eastern, Sporting News, National College football writer. Uh, you can expand the playoffs. I still think you're going to be bored. And I think that what we're dealing with right now as a country is going to exacerbate that even more. And I'll explain that to you coming up at 11.20 a.m. Eastern, also 12.40 p.m. Eastern. Jared Greenberg going to join us, NBA on TV reporter, NBA TV host. We've got the top five coming up. I already know because of the conversation I had with Hickey yesterday, I already know what the top five is going to be. I already know what that's going to be. And, yes, you know I'm a NASCAR fan. I will talk about NASCAR because I don't know what else you really want in NASCAR to do. But we'll get to that coming up. I, I feel that this is the most this is the most freeing time for a sports fan right now. Well, it could be. It could be. Right now, it's not. If I were to say, if I were to look at a player that I know has battled demons and to say on on public airwaves that I don't care about that guy, I think people would get upset. I think they would. But I think now more than ever, 
especially with baseball. Maybe baseball is the first one, and then maybe we look to the NBA and the NFL eventually. Maybe baseball is where we're crossing a threshold. They've proven they don't care about you. They don't care about you. They don't care that you're struggling to pay rent or struggling to pay your mortgage. They don't care that you lost your job. They don't care. They don't care. They might say they do, and in certain instances with certain players, maybe they show they do. But by and large, they don't care. Why should you have to care about them? Really, why should you? Like, I heard what Blake Snell said two two months ago. Why do you care? If he doesn't care, why would you? You don't have to care. You don't have to. Now more than ever, at least with baseball, customer service is out the window. They know you'll come back. I quoted it. When you're in a man's power, Jim Leahy, the late, great John Dunsworth, when you're in a man's power, you must do as he bids you. They know you like fantasy baseball. They know that they get good television ratings for the postseason, and they get a bunch of television money. They know that. They don't seem to care. I think there are organizations that do care about good customer service here and there because they need to because they're still ticket-driven organizations. But if they had their druthers, they'd be television revenue organizations. They'd be merchandise revenue organizations. They wouldn't be ticket-driven teams that had to do that. They wouldn't. And so when I'm looking at baseball, I'm going, I don't need to care about you. If I, if I know you personally and I like you or, or you were nice to my son, maybe, maybe you signed an autograph for my son, I can say, I like that guy. Okay, that's one. But I don't have to care about all your problems because you damn sure don't care about all mine. And in this instance right here, I think it goes to show you. 855-2124-CBS. And that's something that honestly – and NFL players, I think that you can look at it and go, in a lot of cases, depending on who you are, depending on where you're from, depending on what you do, there's a lot of them that, that might sympathize with you and, and, and very well do care. Depending on what your logic is, we all disagree with each other, but the, I think you could find some football players that actually do sympathize with you, do care. The NBA, gosh, we see all these players doing all this during this time. I think there's plenty of guys who have made it made it known they, they, they might care. They at least they at least empathize. There's empathy there. With baseball, I don't see it. And it's like, why why should you care? You like the sport, you like the sport, that's what you watch. Do I have to love the player? No. 855-2124-CBS. Let me get to Alex in Atlanta. He was first one in. He's first one up. He's next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead, Alex. Yeah, my opinion is that I don't think they care due to the fact that most of the players are foreign. And I haven't done any studies, uh, you know, to have the numbers for you. But if you look at it, most of the players aren't from America. And just think about putting an African-American player on a Korean team or a Chinese team. They're not going to care about them Koreans. They're not going to care about them Chinese due to the fact that they're not from there. Wait a minute, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. You can have empathy if you're in a different country, Alex. If I got shipped over to another country and I had to work in another country, I, I probably would start to make some friends and empathize with those people yes, some, and, and even but, sympathize with some pro- – I, I can't – everybody because there is not I'm, that connection. But, but, but I'm saying in general, you really would be over there just to get paid. You know what I'm saying? Now, you would try to be friendly, probably try to have some friends, but in general, you're over there just for that check. So that's the reason why these foreign players in America, they don't care. They don't even try to reach out to our communities. You know what I'm saying? Well, I, see, I, that part I don't know. That part I don't know. If it, are you talking about baseball? And You're talking about baseball. Baseball I would in say, general, yes. Because these foreign players for the Braves, 
you never see them doing anything around Atlanta as far as doing something to support the local community. They just get their money, do their job, and go on back overseas and spend all their money over there, you know. But uh, check this out, though. My other thing I wanted to talk about was this. I think basketball should just wait till October when the regular season starts and just call this season, a, you know, call it over due to the fact that if baseball oh, starts, football starts, you got two major sports playing at the same time. Oh, Alex, they why? don't want to do that. They don't want to do yeah, that. Yeah, but, but, but why have three sports playing at the same time? Whereas, <laughs> you know, Honestly, why not? Why not? A guy like me, I'll say, I'm going to get so overkill. Oh, Alex, I I disagree. I think a guy like me, I'm going to get as little sleep as I ever have coming up this fall. I hope to. Yeah, but but you shouldn't just because they want to get a check. You know what I'm saying? Of course they do. This season, start next season probably one month earlier. You know, that's that's rather than wait till October, start in September. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Alex, Alex, and, and Alex, thank you very much for the call. All right, some of that was strong to take, but thank you very much for the call. Of course they want to finish off their season. You know how much money they stand to make? And the players do, too. See, this is the biggest. There's guys like Avery Bradley. And I don't want to get into this, but you can't help it because it's, it's, it's on the public's mind. So I, I can't ignore an elephant in the room, can I? You get on social media, people are losing their minds right now. Losing their minds. Some of it, yes, is political. I will grant you that. But, yes, they are. there's people who are legitimately fearful. There's also a lot of those players, and there's guys like Avery Bradley says, listen, I, I I got kids. I don't want to deal with that. Sorry. Count me out. That's that's fair. You, you, your family, it's a profession. If you have what it takes, I've said this for, for weeks and weeks and weeks, if you got what it takes to stay home, then go ahead and stay home if that makes you feel comfortable. There's a lot of players who know that the revenue, if they lose out on this revenue for a postseason TV deal, that's going to have a massive effect on that salary cap. That's going to have a massive effect on those players, on their bottom line. So while there are plenty of people who say, oh, for the goodness, for the for the good of everything, we shouldn't be doing this. There's plenty of players going, hey, ooh, ooh, be quiet. Hey, hold on. <laughs> hey, I, I want, I, I'm due to be a free agent coming up soon. Not this year, but maybe next year. Uh, I, I, I need mine. We, we got to have a nice, healthy cap. 855-2124-CBS. I'll try to get to more of the phones. Also, Jason Lock and Ford coming up at 1040. We'll talk NFL with him. And coming up at 11, unless you're one of these handful of teams, you want the season to start a little bit delayed at least. I'll tell you why. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. This is the Ken Carmen Show. Well, you go to CBSSports.com and you already see it right there. It was from yesterday. I thought it was great. Six NFL pre-training camp predictions. One about Colin Kaepernick. One about Dak Prescott. The one that Dak Prescott's under... I actually love what Dak and his agent are doing, and I want to run this by the author of that, Jason LaConfora, joining us right now on the hotline, CBS Sports NFL Insider. Follow this man on Twitter, at Jason LaConfora, uh, host at 105.7 The Fan in the great city of Baltimore with my good buddy Ken Weinman. Uh, Jason, thanks for joining us today, my friend. Uh, Thanks for having me. Jason, first off, I saw your six six, uh, predictions here. Uh, the first one you said Colin Kaepernick remains unsigned. Why would that be? Is it just because they don't want to invite some sort of quote unquote distraction to their teams, or what are we talking about here, buddy? Well, there's a lot of people talking about Colin Kaepernick, um, and and people in the NFL, decision makers, owners, GMs, coaches, kind of talking a good game about it, but nobody's doing anything about it. Nobody's set up any phone interviews. Nobody's 
communicating any sort of intent to his uh, agents or lawyers or representatives. Uh, and, and I don't think anyone's inclined to do anything um, at all about Colin Kaepernick until or unless it becomes an issue for them uh, vis-a-vis injuries and the need to work out quarterbacks and, um, you know, we're going to bring in five or six guys to throw. And, you know, it's like Mark Sanchez or, you know, Luke McCown or Brandon Whedon or whatever. Yeah. You know, how are you going to make the case that these dudes are more worthy of a of a look-see than, than taking a look at Colin? And, and under those circumstances, and if guys in the locker room are talking about, we want to see Colin, and if people in the community are saying we want Colin and GMs um, aren't able to just sort of skirt the issue but are asked questions and follow-up questions and, well, how does this guy's resume match up with Kaepernick? And yeah, I, I think there will be more scrutiny at some point if we have a normal season and if quarterbacks are getting hurt for a particular team to um, at least strongly consider it. Will, will anyone actually do it? I, I'll believe it when I say it. But I certainly don't get the, the sense that for all the chatter – that there's any actual movement with Colin Kaepernick before camps open. And once they do, and, and if injuries mount, then you know hopefully somebody will, will give him an opportunity to just show what he can do. It doesn't mean you have to sign him. It doesn't mean um, you know, the contract is worked out right away. I mean, whatever. But no one's ever even worked him out. Jason Lockin for joining us on the show. He's, the first thought I had was like, where I was asked, well, why wouldn't a team sign him? And I thought, well, one – Maybe because, you know, you're not planning on starting him right away or, or hoping not to start him because you'll probably have, have him in a backup spot. You wouldn't keep a guy of, of that experience in as a third-team quarterback, as a developmental quarterback. Then maybe it would be the distraction. Then I thought, Jason, I'd go, well, wait a minute. We're probably not going to have media scrums the way we had before. Right. We might have some cameras in camp, but there will be pro- – I would imagine there will be no fans and there will be no normal media right. – so it's like, okay, by the time 2021 comes around, if he's still on a roster, we should be kind of normalized by now from all this. Yeah, I mean, look, six weeks ago, five weeks ago, I would have said this is an impossibility. They will never sign him. No one will ever work him out. That ship has sailed. And I think even people close to him were pretty much um, of that mindset. And the country and the league and corporate America have changed a whole lot in the last four to six weeks about what they are willing and not willing to proclaim. And Roger Goodell said things in that video that no one could have ever predicted, um, you know, just a few days prior. And the Drew Brees about face and NASCAR banning the, the Confederate flag. And it seems like every 48 hours there's something that has owners coming out and saying Black Lives Matter and the 10-minute video the Ravens put out about the social injustice. And, I mean, you could go on and on and saying, wow, I didn't think I'd see that. I didn't think I'd see that. So the, the meter has moved um, to the point where, I, I, again, I, I'm not going to say it's likely, but it, I, I'm not going to say it's impossible like I would have before. Uh, but I think it's still going to take a certain set of circumstances and a particular owner to actually go ahead and do it. It's really easy to talk about in hypotheticals like, wow, yeah, sure, we consider it. Like, of course. And if my coaches and GMs wanted to do it, great. Because there's nothing, nobody's getting hurt, nobody's practicing right now, there's, yeah. there's no roster movement, nobody's getting contracts, pretty much football's frozen. Um, when we do get back to football, when camps do open, if they open, uh, you know, then it's a different scenario, and we'll see if it's, if it's you know, just talk. From a football standpoint, 
and we can get into a lot of other things, but leaving it to football, I see a lot of young coaches. I see a lot of first-time coaches in the NFL this year again. I think there's only a handful of guys that are really ready to, to, to face a season like this with no OTAs and many camps. I think if you're, with the exception of a handful of coaches as a fan, maybe you would like to move it back at least a month. Um, you know, it's, it's difficult to assess because you've got Dr. Fauci telling baseball, I really wouldn't think about playing beyond September, you know, and then you've got the NFL not launching till September. And if you push it back even more, I mean, trying to predict 50 different states or for the NFL, I don't know, what are teams probably playing in, I don't know, 22 states or whatever, how they're, how they're all going to handle this and how they're all going to progress and how, you know, what, how these things are going to change month to month, I, I just think that's – it's incredibly difficult. Um, it's hard. You know, speed it up, start sooner, start later. I mean, I, I don't see them pushing anything back unless they have to. Um, I think they're going to try like heck to start right around in early September. Now, could that mean two weeks of training camp, three weeks, four weeks, zero preseason games, one preseason game? I think all those variables are fungible to, to try to do whatever they think is best to get to a point where they're playing a bunch of games that matter in early September. Are they still playing games that matter in early October, in late October, at Halloween? I, I mean, Jason. There's no way I, to know. I think about it from a, even a football standpoint. Like, listen, man, like, I know what, what platform we're on right now, and I'm supposed to treat all 32 teams equally. But we've hosted you at my station in Cleveland. You know I want the Cleveland Browns to do well. It's just honest. If... This is a make-or-break year, it seems, for Baker Mayfield. And it's like, man, I really want him to have any advantage he could possibly have. Stefanski to have any uh, advantage he could possibly have. Because if this thing goes awry, this could change lives. This could change franchises for a long time if, if this season doesn't go the way that some of these coaches need it to go. Well, I, I think everybody in, in business, in, in any corporation, in any um – large-scale operation is, is going to have to be realistic about the, the, the challenges that everybody's facing. And, and, I mean, Major League Baseball, even if they play this 60-game season, like, no one, if somebody hits 400, nobody's going to be like, oh, wow, put them up there with Ted Williams. You know, if, if, it's just it's, – it's, we hope it's a one-off. We hope it's an anomaly because that would, you know, mean that we got a vaccine in 2021 and we're able to return to things. But – I mean, I don't know how you're going to evaluate anything. You know, if week to week, oh, we can't practice this week, but we're still going to try to play this weekend. And, oh, this week we can only have 30 guys in the building, so we're just going to do offense on Monday and defense on Tuesday. I mean, I think everyone's going to have to kind of get a mulligan. I mean, now if, it, if, if for some reason it goes swimmingly and they, you know, it, it's, they don't have to shut the league down for two or three weeks and then restart and, and there aren't teams that are quarantining, you know, 12 guys at a time, then, you know, the more normal it is, I think the, the more um, large-scale 30,000-feet observations and takeaways you can make. But I'm not sure it's going to play out that way. And, and you know, I, I don't know about you. I mean, I'm, I'm, I haven't been in a broadcast studio in four months. I've been in my attic for four hours a day. Like, we're all having to sort of adjust and, 
and adapt and figure out a new normal. And, you know, that's going to apply once we finally, it's affected everything else. It will eventually affect the NFL. And I think owners and GMs are going to have to just be smart about what they're up against and, and how much you can really take away from a bastardized season if that's what this becomes. I'll, t- I'll share this with you. Uh, in my basement, I have like a bunch of little closets for whatever reason. I've been moving around between my office and the closets to give myself some newness there so it, it keeps things fresh, yeah, if that makes I, any sense to you. I don't, I don't have that. But, and for sound purposes, I pretty much have to stay in the attic. Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to meet, hear me talk because oh, my God, house is yeah. so friggin' loud. But, yeah. yeah, that's true. Uh, can, I, can I throw something by you here? I love what Dak Prescott did. I say let Patrick Mahomes set the market and yeah. then you go sign your long-term deal. Yeah, I mean, it's not to say that if Jerry Jones doesn't, you know, if he puts the right number in front of him by July 15th, then you sign. But if I'm Dak Prescott, I'm not interested in anything longer than three years. You know, I'm looking at what Kirk Cousins did a few years back, three years, $86 million fully guaranteed, and I'm saying, give me that same structure, but, you know, give me between 110 and 120 fully guaranteed, and I'll rock and roll for that. And, and they'll say, well, he was an unrestricted free agent. And I would say, well, yeah, and I'm going to be an unrestricted free agent in a couple of years. After, I might not even play this year. And then you have to tag me again in 21, like just depending on what happens this year. And now that's 38, so that's 70 for two, and I'm still hitting free agency before 30 because you're not going to tag me three times. So I, I, I think he won. You know, he, he, I would have taken what was on the table before the start of last season. He didn't, and good for him for not doing it. So once you've achieved that leverage, I wouldn't go give it back. I wouldn't go guess about what a long-term deal, what might look smart and what might not look smart. A year from now, I'll just play this out under these circumstances. If the NFL gets back on solid footing in 2021, there is a vaccine. If fans are able to go back in stands like they normally can, and the gambling is kicked in, and the new broadcast deals are closer to being done, let me see what that looks like. And, yeah, let me see what Mahomes and Watson get in the meantime. I, 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 this guy played four years for under $5 million. He makes a lot of money off the field. Uh, I think the prospect of, of, you know, Jerry Jones giving him $2 million every week, you know, for 16 weeks, probably that doesn't sound too bad to him right now. Why aren't more running backs doing what a safety in Jamal Adams is doing? Well, Melvin Gordon tried to do it. It didn't work out too good for him. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I mean, I it's, think about you know, that one. <laughs> uh, it's tough. It's, and I think safety is, I mean, and he's a special safety, but oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's not a position that, Guys are, are trying to break, you know, the teams are, are, are looking to overspend on. And he, I, my sense of that is he's not even thinking of himself as a safety. He's thinking of himself as one of the five to ten best defensive players in the league. And what's that worth? And I don't think the Jets see him that way. And I don't blame them for not. Now, at some point, do you give him his 14 and, or 15, make him the highest paid safety? If that's still not good enough for him, then, then okay, well, then let's see if you actually sit or not. Because this CBA makes it even more stringent, uh, makes it even more difficult financially for guys to actually sit out. So I think you call his bluff. And at some point between now and when games are actually played, he may just say, all right, give me, give me close to Eddie Jackson. I'll take that, and, and we'll call it a day. Because um, I think it's more about the money right now than anything else. But the idea that somebody else is going to give up a one and a two and pay him what he wants, that's not happening. Um, you know, he's not an elite pass rusher. He's not a quarterback. He's not a stud receiver. He impacts the game, but 
The Steelers gave up a one for Minka Fitzpatrick, who had a better season than Jamal Adams. And Minka, they don't have to pay Minka Fitzpatrick for two years. Um, you know, this guy, the Jets are like, well, Ramsey went for two ones and a two, so we want closer to that. And this guy wants to be paid immediately. And we're in a pandemic, and owners aren't spending. And we just talked about quarterbacks who aren't getting paid. Safety's not getting paid. Not, not via a trade. It's not happening. If you're in Baltimore, listen to a show. If you are on Twitter, follow him on Twitter. If you're watching TV, watch him on CBS. Jason Locking Ford. Jason, we thank you for the time, buddy. All the very best. My pleasure. Have a good morning. Stay safe. Thank you. You too. Jason Locking Ford joining us on the hotline. Fabulous stuff from him. I love what Dak Prescott did. And, well, he's not a fran- he's not an elite quarterback. No, he's a franchise quarterback, though. There's a difference. How many, how many elite quarterbacks are out there? Five? It, and I'm being probably being generous there. There's about five franchise QBs. Or there's five elite QBs, and then you have franchise QBs. You have five elite, maybe. Then there's franchise QBs. Uh, Dak's in that second group. He's a, he's a franchise QB. Listen, you've already done a ton to try to make this team palatable. And they were an 8-8 eight eight football team last year. It wasn't like they completely fell apart in, in 2019. And I don't think it was Dak's fault. So if Dak wants some money, you've already paid Zeke. You've already paid a wide receiver. You'll continue to pay players. Why not pay Dak? You can't just go back to the drawing board again. And especially in this season, say say you have a 16-game schedule and it's a little bit off and Dak actually flourishes, why not pay him? But wait, for if I'm Dak, wait until Patrick Mahomes signs his deal. Let him set the market. It's going to make you a richer man. Yeah, I know that Patrick Mahomes is better than Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott may, may or may not think so, but his agent has to play that game. Let him set the market. Get a long-term deal after that. It's the difference between 35 and probably $42 million. 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. Coming up at 1140, we'll talk to Bill Bender, Sporting News National College football writer. Coming up next, for the good of your team, I think you'd rather start the season later. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.